try not to leave your gear unattended when you're in town. For a lot of people, if your entire backpack gets stolen, your hike's probably done. Don't get involved with the wrong trim. There was way too much drama. There was way too much couple infighting. Take your phone and or GPS with you when you walk off trail to go to the bathroom in case you forget how to get back to the trail. Geraldine Largay, older lady, went off trail to go to the bathroom, couldn't find her way back, and she died. Look straight in the camera. If you're a purist, why? You know? <laughs> you could have looked right at me, dude. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle Grady. I am a I'm a huge hiking nerd, dude. You don't even understand. Well, you probably do if you're watching this show, actually. Every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail, and we're going to have a good one. Um, in this episode, me and my guests are, are going to be going through tips that people don't tell you. Sometimes they do tell you, but a lot of people don't tell you about through hiking things that you might not have heard before you through hike or just tips for through hiking, because I know we have a lot of new or, or first-time thru-hikers that listen to and watch this show. And even if you're not a, a new thru-hiker, you might still learn something. Or at the very least, you'll be able to check all these off and be like, okay, I know all these tips. I'm good to go. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. Before we start, you got to subscribe. You got you, you to gotta subscribe to the Trail Tales YouTube channel. We're trying to get this to 10,000 subscribers. It's going to take a while, but that's the goal. And uh, we're going for it. And if you're listening on audio... Uh, five-star reviews. Every podcast you've ever heard in your entire life tells you to leave a five-star review. There's a reason for that. And it's not because of our egos, although that is part of it. It's it's because it helps the show. And I read every single five-star review that I get. And so I really appreciate them. So please go do that. And without further ado, Hunter Musgrove. Nailed it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How's it going, brother? Good to be here, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. We just recorded. Uh, me, me and Jessica just recorded. And... Um, that was a banger episode. So we have a we have a lot to live up to here. We're gonna top it. It's all good. Yeah, it's gonna we're be gonna good. Have a, we're gonna have a one, so. so tips for through hiking. Um, I think before we start going back and forth on those, like we just gotta learn about your hiking experience. And, and you know, I'm sure a lot of people listened to the last episode with Jessica. But for those that didn't, you know, I think it's good to. And it's not like she laid out everything that you've done in that episode. So yeah, dude, what's your What's your uh, hiking experience? Yeah, so um, my name is Hunter. I've been hiking for quite some time. I think I got my official start in hiking probably around 2014, 2015, upstate New York, around Elmira and Ithaca. And there's not much hiking in that area. Um, I think it was the Catskills is the first. Yeah, area. you're kind of between the Adirondacks and the Catskills. Yeah, huh? you're kind of sandwiched yeah. in the middle there. Yeah, I uh, I ended up moving up there with family when I was in my senior year of high school, and I actually hated hiking. I hated the outdoors. Same. I moved to one of the most beautiful parts of the country. You you lived there. You know how wine country is. It's insanely beautiful. And I was like, I have to do something. I'm going to lose my mind. The people around here do nothing. So I started <laughs> solo hiking by myself on the West Rim Trail. It's a small little trail in PA, and it's about 32 miles, and that was my first adventure. And My mom ended up calling the uh, park rangers because I lost cell service the first major Oh, hike no. Yeah. You I almost ended fine. up yeah. on a Kyle Hayes uh, hiking almost, yep, yep, that was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time hiking up north, the Adirondacks, the, um, the Catskills, and then I got my full feeling of hiking, and I wanted to move, so I'm, uh, I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Asheville, and even before we did the long section hike in 2021, I started doing a lot of the AT in Pennsylvania, sorry, in uh, North Carolina and Tennessee. I didn't really track any miles. I was just spending a lot of times in the Smokies and just trying mm -hmm. to put down 
big mile days. That was like what I really started with is just how many miles can you do in a day? How light can you go? How much can you see? Just take advantage of your off days. Yeah. And then obviously now we have been on multiple long hikes on AT and we're trying to get out and hopefully do the Colorado trail or something. Fun oh, nice. Within the next year. Oh, yeah. yeah we were going to do it this year, but it got canceled. So, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, we had an adult this year, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. the trail's not going anywhere, No, man. it's not going anywhere. No, you're good, man. Um, All right, so, yeah, we're just going to go back and forth. We each have 10 tips, yeah, and cool. um, we'll kind of riff on them a little bit. I have a feeling that we might end up just doing rapid fire by the end, because if we take too long... But I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to put a timer on any of these. You know, we'll just, we'll just talk about yeah. what we're going to talk about. But actually... Real quick, before we get into these, I got to ask about the fact that you hiked the the AT in sandals. Yeah. What definitely. is that? That's crazy. So, uh, I've always been a minimal shoe wearer. Oh, you see it. I've got the sandals For right reference, here. it's like 30 degrees outside yeah. right now. And, you still uh, wearing sandals. No, I, I ran in these today when we did our 60-mile run. But You run are, in them too? Yeah. Yeah. These are the <laughs> shoes that I ran today in. Like, yeah. And you can tell that it's got Vibram sole, but... Yeah, uh, shout out uh, Deliberate Life Designs. Adam hand makes these in Vermont. And, oh, uh, nice. He, uh, he's been making shoes since about, I would say, like 20, 2013, 2012. And uh, I have always been a minimal hiker slash runner. And I used to do the five fingers, got involved with Vivo Barefoot. Zero shoes didn't work for me. So I had to reach out to someone who handmade them. And Chris at LightEF hooked me up and got me a sponsorship with Adam. And still to this day, I'm... Still running in sandals, wearing sandals everywhere, <laughs> unless I'm at work. But yeah, I live in my sandals. My tan lines are actually kind of crazy, but they're like <laughs> into my feet. But yeah, sandals. Everybody get a pair of sandals. It's the best way Damn, to make. Damn, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't, of course. We could probably do a whole episode just on you that. You probably could. You could probably do a whole I had episode. the healthiest feet on the AT out of all the hikers we were around, and I still wore sandals. And nice. I didn't wear socks at all. Damn, yeah, dude. No socks. Oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> okay. I had to get that in there. No, no, no. That that's like I'm the sandal guy. It's all okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll start us off with the first tip. And honestly, maybe you don't even agree with some of these. So if you if you disagree too, like I don't I think, think we have I, some I, overlap. I think. I think yeah, I don't think there's overlap. nothing in here that's like super controversial. But I don't know. Everyone's experience is different, so don't yeah. feel like you have to just be a yes man. I mean, here some either. of the things we did were probably a little controversial, but we'll get to it. Oh boy. Sleep with your food. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. <laughs> I have some feelings on that. Okay. Um, all right. My first tip is, this is one that I struggled with a lot, actually, when I was not even not even just getting into through hiking, but even just shorter backpacking trips when I was younger. This is that you might not feel hungry on your first couple days when you're starting a new, a new hike or something like that. Um, in my opinion, you should still try to eat as much yeah. as you can because you need the calories, but also like don't stress about it. And maybe this isn't a problem that a lot of people deal with. Like maybe most people aren't stressing about it. But um, when I would start new hikes, um, I'm not as, you know, now that I know it's not as bad. But like a lot of the time, dude, I would like, I just wouldn't be hungry. I think it's pretty normal not to have an appetite. And I would just like get stressed out about it. I was like, I'm not eating enough. And I didn't, I felt fine even. It was just like kind of in my head. I was like, I know I should be eating more. And it would just like stress me out. And I felt like it was going to, you know, hurt my hike down the line. And then, you know, within a couple of days, almost every single time my hunger would kick in and I'd be fine. But I don't know. What has your experience been like not being hungry at the start of hikes? And I mean, when I jumped in, it was, I didn't have the hiker hunger right off the bat. And I also, I'm a very skinny guy. As you can tell <laughs> tree here. I'm, I'm six foot two away, like 160, but I, I actually had weight issues on the trail. I could not eat enough and I eat a lot already. I just, 
I burn it through. I, I have Crohn's disease, so it doesn't help me digest stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned everything I know about caloric intake and making sure you have enough hydration and food in your body because of Jess over here, my girlfriend. <laughs> I would go like 20, 30 miles without drinking water. And she's like, you're insane. <laughs> you need to drink water. Jesus and that, I thought that was normal. And like I'd eat a burrito and just go do 30 miles. She's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, that's not normal. If you don't take in enough calories, you're not going to have a good time hiking. And it's super important to push past the, oh, I don't want to eat because you need to you need to at least have those calories in your body. And we didn't really ever had that issue until I'd say like you have peanut butter so many times you have almond butter. Start to get sick so much oatmeal and then you come home and you're like, oh, I got to keep eating that throughout life. But there was a lot of things that we did to try to keep it fun. A lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, but we definitely started to see like, oh, I'm not really digging the food that I want to eat right at the end. Like New Hampshire and Maine, we were just whatever we have to do to get this food down because we did ramen bombs every night. So oh, we had, God. we oh, had ramen mashed potatoes nah, you put in. Um, do you eat those yeah. too? Oh yeah. Ugh. Tuna, ramen. Yeah. It was so good. It was, tuna. it was a ton of food. Yeah. A tuna ramen bomb literally sounds like the worst thing. I'd rather just not eat. But I did some crafty things to help me out. Like every morning when we'd make oatmeal, I would put coffee in the oatmeal. So it was caffeinated oatmeal. Then I didn't have to drink it separately. And I don't know. I would <laughs> eat. Efficient. I would keep a lot of stuff in my in the bottom of my backpack in the, the bottom um, you know, bottom pocket. I would keep all my snacks in there. So you could just keep going all day and keep eating a little bit. But mm-hmm. I would say as far as like making sure you take enough calories is super duper important. Push past that little hump for just tell yourself, look, I need to eat at these designated times throughout the day. And if it's not at that same time, it's fine. But you need to at least have three meals or at least some form of enough to carry into your next day. Because if you don't eat enough when you wake up, you're going to feel awful. You're not going to start hiking. You're not going to roll out of bed when it's cold and be excited to keep going. And it's all the it's all momentum. So if you don't take in something, you're not going to have it for your next day on trail. We learned a lot about that, too, just Hiking in really hot days during the summer in Virginia, it takes it out of you. Oh, yeah. You sweat so much and you're putting out so much energy. You got all the weight on your back. Well, for some people, you know, you got all the weight <laughs> on your back and it, it takes a lot out of you. And you don't really know where you're at until you start getting dizzy or dehydrated. And you've all seen the accidents. I mean, with your YouTube channel, you know, you've seen all the crazy stuff that's happened to people because oh, yeah. of lack of nutrition. It's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. What's your first uh, tip? My first tip. Um, I would say plan, but don't stress. Don't try to get out there and say, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a 15-day window where I know everything's going to happen. I think what I did whenever I got on with her is uh, I just planned, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan out the next 100 miles, and I'll have a couple places that I know I want to go. But you quickly learn that you can only make a three- to four-day plan. You really yeah. can't go further than yeah, that. I agree. It's so just, it never this. works out. You either go faster or slower or tramly or finances. You know, it's... And hopefully it's not that early on you're having financial issues, but it's you don't stress about the time because there will become a point on your hike where you don't even know what day it is. You don't know what month it is. You just you're on trail yeah. and you're going north. This and, is this yeah. is something I think <laughs> I think it really depends on your personality. There's a lot of people out there that they're just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to wing it. And so this is probably not an issue for them. But there's a lot yeah. of people out there that are planners. Right. Of course. And um, I think I've seen it. From plenty of people, uh, and honestly, if I had been planning a long through hike when I first was getting into hiking, I think I probably would have done this, dude. I've seen, I'm sure you have too, like people that will literally plan out every campsite for the entire trail. Mm-hmm. And like, on one hand, it's like I guess other than maybe some wasted time, it's not really the end of the world if you do that because you can just change it and you will change it. But um, 
it is kind of a waste of time. I'm not going to lie. Um, because like you just said there, I, I love this point. Like your plans are going to change. You very, you have to be quite flexible on a through hike. And, um, obviously there are like also another reason why it was so well said, you do have to plan some stuff obviously, but, um, you know, there you're going to hit a limit where any, uh, planning beyond what you've already planned is just going to end up being changed anyways. And then of course you could see how someone might, they might've planned something and then they kind of, a situation comes up where maybe they should change that plan, but they're kind of, they already planned it. So they're kind of stuck to it mentally. Honestly, this happens to me sometimes, even just in regular life. Like if a last minute plan change happens, even though I know it's the right thing, I'll be like, it kind of hurts me a little bit. Um, and so just something to keep in mind and, and hopefully this doesn't like overwhelm anybody, but it's like, you have to find that balance between planning the essentials, but not over planning because those plans will change. Yeah, of course. And not to like bring up some of the other tips that we'll have in the future, but there's a couple things that we could say, like it's about a thousand to 1200 a month that you should plan for finances. Unless you're on the West coast, then you probably are like 1500 (laughs) more. Um, you shouldn't try to stress out knowing that you need to do certain things at certain times unless you want to have an experience that's very rigid or unless you're going for a time or speed or if section hike you've got to get done in two weeks. Her right. Spent that's so much time yeah. talking about how like it, it depends on where you're at and what you want to experience. If you just want to get through and finish that section, then yeah, go out with 10 days and only do those 10 days of hard hiking. But if you're going on a through hike, I'm pre- pretty sure you need to have like a a window of time where even that I took five months off, I wanted to have it at least an additional month to know in case anything happened, I would still have enough time. But you know, it, it all depends. I mean, if, if you feel like you have to be very rigid with your plans, like you are in a little, like in your steady work life, try to be a little bit more open when you get on trail, take yeah. the first week or two and just learn you learn your environment and don't be like, I have to get to, I have to get to mile 100 by day seven, or I have to get, I have to get a hundred miles a week. Don't, don't stress over that. Stuff. Yeah. Let that come. That, well said. That'll come later. On. Well said. And and I think one thing I should have specified too, obviously through hikes are going to differ in length. If you're doing like a hundred mile through hike, I think it's a lot more reasonable to maybe plan out every night. You still don't have to. Yeah. But, um, that's more reasonable than, you know, planning out the entire AT, you know, yeah. before you even start. But that's, that's a good point for sure. Okay. This next one, um, this is one I learned the hard way. I think it's one that a lot of people learn the hard way. Buy a phone charger and like a power brick that charges fast because you're not always going to have time to just, you're going to have quite often limited amount of time to charge all your stuff. Um, If you're staying overnight, then maybe, maybe it'll be a little bit easier. But even then, if you only have so many charge ports and um, you know, you have a lot of different stuff to charge, even then you might have to, you know, sacrifice potentially not fully charge. I mean, almost all the time, people will leave town without having charged everything that they might have wanted to. Oh, yeah. And, and so having like a fast charging um, cable and, you know, power brick, whatever, um, is super important. And especially if yeah. you're not staying in town, especially then. 100%. Yeah. I mean, the time is just limited. Have you ever like had this happen where you just like didn't get a chance to charge all your shit? Uh, there was multiple times where we would get to a hotel and you, you know, it's like when you're at home, you, you roll over, you go, oh, I'll just charge my phone when I wake up. Yeah. You yeah. wake up and you're rushing. You're like, oh no, I got to get my, my stuff ready and my phone's not charged. Oh, it'll be fine. Although we're not going to be into another town or a hotel or a hostel for another three or four days. But thank the Lord, her and I packed 20,000 milliamp hour batteries. Oh, nice. Packs. So we had 
like two pounds yeah, worth then, of batteries on us. Then you have to us. charge that at some point. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and the, the thing is, is like buy premium. Don't go cheap when it comes to electronics or cell phones. Buy a good cell phone. Buy a good charger. Buy a good brick. Buy extra cables. I think I had extra cables for her and myself because, I mean, she lost a lot of stuff. I lost a lot of stuff. But you have you have to know that like we live in a, an age where cell phones are super important and with gut hooks and all the other apps nowadays, if you don't have charge, then you're kind of like hurting yourself oh, yeah. in the future because then you can't plan and you can't do anything. And we're pretty reliant on our cell phones. You know, it's not like the standard hikes in the early 90s where you had to just kind of wing it with AT guide like um, uh, I keep saying gut hooks. What did they change the name far to out. now? Far out. Yeah. Thanks. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> but far out. Uh, it definitely helped us so much on there. But yes, make sure you get a fast charging battery bank. Make sure you have enough electronics to get you through at least four or five days is what we planned on at least being yeah. four to five days. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. What's the next one, my friend? Next one for me is um, get your gear dialed in. Don't go and just try to go to Walmart and buy some cheap, sell nylon stuff that's not sealed. And then you go and you test it out your first night on the trail. I spent a ton of time researching, but you can just go to an REI nowadays and get a big Agnes tent. You'll be fine. And you can get more, I guess, selective with what you choose with weights and make it as as cheap as possible, but also within budget of what you can afford. And you don't want to spend too much and buy a duplex and then buy a Z-Packs backpack and then buy a, an Enlightened Equipment quilt and then be like, hey, I spent 1500 on my big three. Now I got no money for yeah. anything else. So, yeah, I mean, I I spent a lot of time making sure that I know what I needed for my speed and my hike. And then also I had to change what I needed to know whenever we started hiking as a couple. But, yeah, I mean, you need to know what you prefer. And you need to have contingency plans, too, because you're going to lose stuff. I don't know if you lost anything on your hikes, but I lost a handful of things. I left my camera in almost every <laughs> oh, no, town. Oh, no, that's the worst. My camera rolled off two Jeeps. Um, <laughs> I left my rain skirt. I left a couple things at hostels. I lost a very expensive necklace. I lost a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, that's how I got my trail name, Black Cat. I kept losing stuff. <laughs> crazy coincidence would happen. So, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But uh, what, what would you say to someone who maybe is new and so you, when you say get your gear dialed, they might be like, I don't know how to do that. I haven't yeah. really hiked before. What, what would you say to them? Well, you know the term shakedown hikes. Just get out to your local yes. trails and go hike. Get out and spend time in the woods. You don't have to be David Goggins go like sprint up mountains. No, but even just get one night, you'll learn a lot. Do overnighters. Do quick out and backs. Do it even before you have to go to work the next or day. Or even just set up your time. your tent in your yard. In your yard, yeah. yeah exactly. Which I didn't have the liberty to when I was in upstate New York. So I would literally stay on trail, wake up, drive to work. Then go home, shower, and then go back. But we camp in the backyard. We've done it plenty of times. So it's, yeah, get time on trail or get time somewhere familiar with all of your equipment. Yeah. Test it out. Don't buy something last minute and be like, I'll just figure it out on trail. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Make yeah. sure you know what you're doing. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Um, this next one. This one might be a me thing. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm sensing a, a lot of these might be like Kyle, like, <laughs> like anxiety things. Um, <laughs> I stand by this though. I'm not going to lie. We'll, we'll, I'll get your thoughts on it. This one is try not to leave your gear unattended when you're in town. And if you have to stash it somewhere out of sight. Now I'm people getting their gear stolen is not a common thing. It's not like this is an epidemic. Like it's not happening very often. Personally, I can't think of anyone that it's happened to. I do know that it's happened though. You do hear stories. Um, very rare, but it does happen. And this would stress me out clearly like so much. And so 
you might, this might sound obvious to maybe people who haven't hiked that much before, but you're going to find that a lot of time when you're in town, you might go to a store and you show up at the store, you're at, you're at the front of the store and there's just a line of packs sitting completely unattended outside the store. And maybe that's because one person did it and then everyone just followed suit. A lot of the time it's because the stores or the businesses will actually ask you to, to leave your pack outside, which this is a whole side tangent, but I'm quite torn on this because on one hand, I totally understand the, especially if it's a smaller space, they don't want a, a bunch of stinky gear, you know, backpacks, you know, maybe if the aisles are small, you could be knocking stuff over, or maybe there's some unfortunate folks out there who could be taking advantage of that and shoving shit into their backpacks and stealing stuff. Like I get why a lot of these places don't want people's gear in the store, their backpacks at the same time. I think if you're going to have that policy, sorry, I'm totally getting up in my soapbox here. I, th- <laughs> I think if you're going to have that policy, you should provide a designated space that's watched over for people to leave their packs. I have no problem with that at all. Um, but a lot of time stores, most of the time I'll say, will just be like, Hey, you can't bring your pack and you got to leave it outside. And so if my advice would be, if, if you encounter this, try to find a spot that's hidden to leave. Like, don't just leave your pack unattended. It'll probably be fine. 99.9% of the time it'll be fine. But you, you really hate to be the, the one person that it does happen to, because for a lot of people, if your entire backpack gets stolen, your hike's probably done. And that's just a big gamble in my opinion. How do you feel about this? I mean, we personally have a friend who lives in Asheville and when we were in the whites, they stole her hyperlight mountain pack really? with everything in it. Oh, while she see, was, she was at about. a, she was at, what do they call the AMC huts? She was at a hut. One of the huts. And they stole oh, oh, all on of trail stuff. too. On trail. They wow. stole all of her stuff. I was, it was in Jersey. Oh, sorry. It was in but, Jersey. But there's like yeah. some on trail, like, like kind of hut ish thing. Yeah. So she too. was at some type of like, some type of like building and so that's really different than being like in town where someone could just drive away with it. Yeah, and we actually <laughs> have crazy. stories of that happening too where there was a couple people that were doing um they were doing pickups and picking up hikers and a couple people threw their packs in the back and then they just took off as oh. soon as their packs got thrown in the back and then mm. what do you do? You're out. We got a little spoiled on trail and the farther north you go, the less friendly the hiking is, the less friendly the towns are to hikers, you know, some of those northern states aren't the biggest fans that have you in town, stinky, smelly. Kent, Connecticut, we're looking at you. 100% Kent, Connecticut. 100% Kent, Connecticut, they overcharged That's us. That's such a stereotype, yeah. but it's true. Oh my god, that is so true. <laughs> Any of that. Yeah, but we I mean, I personally left my camera at almost every single hotel and I'm not the best. Like in the hotel room. In the hotel room. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 different though. I feel Um, I would I would do that too. Yeah. Even if you're going in town and you go to a bar and you leave your backpack outside, you just get used to it because in trail you set your pack down, you go use the bathroom, and then you get back on trail and you're good. Yeah. You can't do that in towns as much. And early on, I mean, a lot of people know what the AT is nowadays. It's very popular. You're gonna have someone at some point in time and you know statistics are low but you're still gonna have someone get something stolen it's gonna don't happen. get any ideas anybody listening jesus yes. christ it's gonna the gear is gonna smell like shit it's gonna be destroyed you don't want it trust it me it still smells when you get home as well yeah it never gets <laughs> it still stinks yeah. yeah i don't know this one it just makes me par- like mm, have I, you ever got anything stolen no i haven't so like this is just an anxiety thing but like it no, just, no 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 i mean pre-planning like super th- important, there's been so. plenty of times where i'll go to a store and if they don't I'll always try to bring it in. I'm not going to lie. And, and I do try to be careful because you don't want to be knocking shit over. You don't yeah. want to get in people's way. I do try to be mindful of that certainly. Yeah. But um, if they, a lot of times they'll put a sign out front. Yeah. Um, or you they'll have to be courteous too and just ask one yeah. of the workers there. Hey, you know, I've had stuff, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable. Or, or here's inside. a tip. 
grocery store. Yes. Get a cart, put your pack in the cart. That's super smart. Because there, you're yeah. not really taking up any. Sp- it still kind of smells, but well, just don't open up your pack, and then they yeah. see it's completely sealed. I mean, how many buckles? Yeah, and I've never had anybody like give me a hard time. I know, I think Dixie did one time in one of her videos. I remember that. <laughs> I've never talked to her, but I feel like that was on one of her. But anyways, um, yeah, like I'll just like I remember one time um, in New Hampshire on the Nadnock Sunapee Greenway Trail, there was a little store, and they had a sign that said no packs inside, and so I literally walked all the way to the back of the store, like out where they like dump the deep fryer grease or whatever, yeah. the tanks there. And I like stashed my pack back there just so it'd be completely out of sight from the parking lot. The only people that would potentially see it would be like an employee who comes out the back 100%. entrance or something. Yeah. I can imagine having over $1,500 plus worth of stuff stolen in the middle of your mm-hmm. like fairy tale adventure that you're making it out to be just this perfect hike. And then what? Then you're back to square one. Yep. You can't go to Walmart and get that stuff. It's There's no, no good. way. There's no way. All right, man. What's the next one? Uh, next one for me, I guess, is going to be know your body. Kind of leads to the beginning. You know, there's a lot of people who get out there and they go, I'm just going to be crushing these crazy mild days. You know, I'm a big hiker. I'm a runner. And they quickly learn that it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Or get to know your mentality. If, if you're having a bad day, don't just quit and give up. We had days on trail where we had arguments and, you know, like, it could have been better if we maybe spent some more time. But if you just stay headstrong and know your mentality, know your body, know yourself, know what you're there for. Yeah. And we even have an example of a friend that she hiked with the first few hundred. And by the time she made it to trail that she goes, this is just too much of a party for me. I can't hang. I, I would rather be at home. Don't put yourself in an uncomfortable position because you had this idea implanted to you off the Internet. We all get inspired by hikers. We all get inspired by you, Darwin, Dixie, everybody, right? That's how the internet works. Yep. That's why hiking is the most popular it's ever been. Yep. Yeah. Keep your dream to yourself. Don't try to say, I'm going to throw a hike, I'm going to do it, and then you don't do it. Like, don't beat yourself up. For yeah. It. And then, you know, just you know that can lead to some false expectations, I think. Imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. You can't just see someone do it and be like, I'm perfect. You have to work at things, you have to try. That's why it's like, Know your body. Go do a 70-mile hike. Go do a 100-mile hike. Then do the AT. Don't yeah. just jump on the AT and go unless yeah. you're prepared. Yeah. And you'll know what prepared is the more you spend time. Yeah. So Which, to be fair, ahead. there are people that just have never backpacked before. You know, four or five. That I know. first I do trip too. was the AT. But I always say, like, I always tell people, it's like, yes, there are people that do that. For sure. Yeah. not going to deny that. It's also... Oh, yeah. Good thinking, actually. I totally forgot about that. Thank you, Jessica. Um, it's also um, not... The smartest thing to do. No, it's not can, at all. Yeah. If you have the means, I've said it a thousand times, but if you have the means, both financially and, you know, time and everything to train and do a shakedown hike or as many shakedown hikes as you can before, definitely do it. That's a good no, one. That makes sense. All right. Um, this next one, I'm real theme here. Kyle anxiety. Um, <laughs> take your, take your phone and or GPS with you. When you walk off trail to go to the bathroom in case you forget how to get back to the trail. Yeah. And this um, is, again, this has never happened to me. I've never gotten lost going off trail to go to the bathroom. But for some reason, it's just another anxiety I have. So, and some people will take all their gear, which is probably a pretty good idea, honestly. But especially, I, I usually don't do this. Um, I'll usually set my pack on the side of the trail. Maybe I should take it with me, but I usually don't. But I always am sure to bring my phone that way. Just in case I get up and I say I took a really just incredibly hard, difficult shit or something and I'm just all out of whack <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, I don't even remember how to get back to the trail. I can just pull out gut hook or far out and then 
you know, that can kind of guide you back. Or if you have like another GPS device, whatever. Yeah, you no, use. no, that's super important. Just a, not the most important thing in the world, but I don't know. The uh, the story of, uh, was it, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, Ger- Geraldine Largay, okay. the um, old, older lady in Maine back in 2013, I believe it was, who went off trail to go to the bathroom, couldn't find her way back, and she died. So, Ooh. you know, again, it's not happening a lot, but. Just something, just a little old tip to keep in mind. I think it's important uh, to try not to be the story guy, but we definitely have a story where we no, were no, camping it's, outside it's of a shelter. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we were camping outside of a shelter in, I want to say, Northern Virginia. And this older man is in a couple of a hiking group. It's like, I think, like five or six older guys. And it's me, her, and another younger girl. And we're in our tent. We set up and like four in the morning, this old man goes out to use the bathroom and just starts screaming in the middle of the woods. Oh, boy. Couldn't find his way to oh, trail. Oh, wow. 30 oh, at feet, night, too. Yeah. 30 feet from trail. Oh, wow. Couldn't find his way back. Panicking. Jeez. Ter- terrified us. And I was like, oh, he'll find his way back. He starts screaming. We end up go helping him. But yeah, like it doesn't matter how old or young you are. If you get disoriented or if you frankly roll to get out of your tent or tarp or whatever you're using to go use the bathroom and you get lost, that's that's game yeah, over. Yeah, especially at, that's, that's in the dark game too. Over, yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that. And with elevation topography, if you go down in a ravine, what's if you slide and you don't have your phone on, you break something, then what's going to happen? Yeah. You know? I would always say like I kept my fanny pack on my body most of the time. Uh, with my, I'm not surprised with my you're a fanny pack guy. Fanny pack guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just messing. Yeah. No, I totally like fanny pack. But no, it's super important to make sure you keep your stuff with you because your phone is probably your lifeline next to your wallet. And yep. I, if I would have lost my wallet, that would have been the end of it, right? Thank God I didn't lose my wallet. And I still have the same wallet to this day. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say. You know, um, you're a hiking nerd when you're just carrying hiking gear and wearing hiking clothing when you're not even on trail. Look at that thing. Look I love the it, holes dude. in that. Damn, it's been dude. through it. Just Can I show you your card number off the again. camera? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's uh, what's the next one? Next one for me is gonna be um, what's it got here? Um, I don't know. Maybe this is situational for me. And I love people, but I don't love every single person. <laughs> so don't get involved with the wrong trammel. Uh, on Jess's last <laughs> podcast with you, I love it, dude. she's talking about how we got coerced to go to a water park right after some really hard days of hiking in. It was a fun blimp of Doesn't sound say, like it happiness, was but it wasn't that much fun. There was way too much drama. There was way too much couple infighting. A lot of people did not have enough money to be on the trail. Some of these people were just yellow blazing their whole way through. And mm-hmm. I would say is, is know who you're friends with and spend time with them. But if they don't make your adventure any funner or even more exciting, then don't get dragged down by people just because you want to yeah. stay next to them. You'll, you'll find yeah. somebody else. Exactly. Like if, if you're not vibing with someone, exactly. you'll find someone else. For yeah. Sure. Because you know, negativity can go around all the times. I know when we first started hiking, she was feeling a lot down. So I tried to be as energetic and as positive as I could to keep her mentality there. But a lot of people lose their mentality the further on in the trail. And that can really eat at you and make you want to, go home. Oh, like yeah. The homesickness really starts to call in in those last few hundred miles. And you're like, I made it far enough. I can just quit. But I would say you want to be around people. So it helps your mentality and it helps you stay focused. And Tramley life is beautiful and it's fun, but you want to do it with the right people. Like we had a couple different couples that we hiked with um, trekking, um, trekking through. They have a YouTube channel. They're great. That They've done so much together and we spent a lot of time with them. And then we have um, Bridge. Bridget and Sweetheart, so two other people that uh, we hiked with. And it's just when you think of people's names and it brings back smiles and memories, that's what it's about. It's not about, oh, my God, I went to a stupid water park and 
it was so boring. We spent 50 bucks to do nothing the whole time. So <laughs> I will never do that again. But yeah, stay with the right family. It's a good one for sure. <laughs> All right, this next one's kind of cliche. I'm not going to lie. I, um, I saw this somewhere when I was pretty young, well before I did the AT. It might have been on like White Blaze or it might have been in Appalachian Trials or... What a throwback. White Blaze. I'm glad you know what that White is. Blaze, dude, I was like oh, the only 16-year-old on WhiteBlaze.net back then. I might have been the only 19-year-old when you were on there dude, too. So how about that? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got, I got deep into White Blaze for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. There. It's culty. I, I, some people. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's been years now, but they probably talk shit about me on there, but... Fuck them. No. <laughs> Fuck I, I got I got a lot of I got a lot of good info on there. I probably exactly. should be shitting on it. Anyway, so this one, I don't remember where I saw this, but somebody said somewhere, if anyone knows, leave a comment so we can give whoever this was credit. But um it was like if you're thinking about quitting, go to town, get a pizza, maybe spend the night, get back on trail. If you're still thinking about quitting, go to town again, do the same thing, get back on trail. Do that like three more times. So you've done it five times. At that point, if you still want to quit, then fine, you can quit. But yeah. like, I guess the the essentially, it's you know, don't quit on a bad day is another way that I think a lot of people put it. Um, you know, don't don't impulsively quit. Like, you, you'll be surprised how much your mindset will change in a moment, in a bad moment when you're on trail, you're in the middle of the woods, you're wet, you're cold, whatever, you're dirty, you're hungry, you know there's a big difference in your mindset in that scenario than a day later when you're in town and you're clean. And, um, I think it's important to, you know, really just be mindful of where you're at mentally in that moment when you're considering making a big decision, like, like leaving trail. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, not to get overly cliche with the statement, but it's like it's yeah, in cliche. the darkest of times, like there is some light that will start shine through. I can't tell you how many times that Jess almost had to get off a trail due to past relationship issues where we thought like she had to go home to get her stuff and then leave, but it ended up working out. And how many times we may have had an argument where I was like, How'd you, I can just go home. You know, I wanted to be on the trail. I got what I wanted and I can go back to working and being fine. But yeah, you, you, sh you should know that you're gonna have good and bad days. You should know that your mentality is going to have a point of diminishing returns, but you're out there to hike, you're out there to live, you're out there to learn a lot about yourself and then reflect on some of the things that have happened in your past to be more comfortable. I would say you really should think about what's important to you. I, 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 it hurts my feelings to know that I would say in 2021, 2022, I, Jess and I kind of noticed a trend of really, I'd say influential hikers stopping their hikes or canceling their hikes on the CDT or the PCT or the AT. And when it's not to do with fire closures or with trail closures or with flooding and people just getting off because of just negative headspace or just missing family, it's it hurts because we spend so much time planning. We spend so much time putting this time and energy in and then it just goes away. Like the fact that we had to get off of our uh, attempt to go to the Florida Trail three miles in because <laughs> of a sickness. Like yeah. it, just, it hurts to know that that can happen, but I, I'd say push through as hard as you can. Try to find some shred of positivity hang out with some people, stay in the town. We stayed multiple days in Northern Maine and um, uh, Southern uh, Southern and Northern Maine whenever we were really filling it in Rangeley. We got to Rangeley, we stayed there for three days and we, we were like, we need to stay another day because we were really tempting on leaving and then maybe coming back and finishing, or maybe not coming back and finishing. But yeah, don't end on a bad day. Go get some good food, get some relaxation, take a shower, get a hotel, do something that's going to make you feel like you're still involved and out there because... The farther you tell yourself you don't want to be there and the harder you just dig this negative mindset, you're not going to fight back. Yeah. At some point, you're just going to give up. 
It's just yeah. You you can talk yourself out of doing anything and into doing something any time in life. And if you told yourself you can finish and you're at least 500 miles in, keep going, keep pushing. But if you're really not enjoying it, like you're saying, after five days, yeah, probably do a smaller hike or a section. Or, or five town stops, I guess it would be. Yeah. I mean, some people learn real quick. They're not through hikers yeah. and they're section hikers. I know it depends on the trail for me, what I would want to do. I'd say anything over a thousand miles, I would probably maybe break it up into two split hikes, especially with the way that we like to hike now. But if it's under that, like Colorado Trail, knock it out. 500 miles, just break it down into 100 miles. Just try to have fun with it. But even go back to the first tip, don't over plan. Don't stress yourself out with all this high frequency. Oh, I got to do this, this, this. Don't don't freak out over that. (laughs) Is there so much that you couldn't have even spent the time to get in a hurry? You could have just been happy and just spending time walking because that's all you're really doing. You're just walking. You're going to be doing a lot of that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to run. (laughs) (laughs) What do we got next? Next one for me is going to be smiles over miles till you can't finish. Um, What does that mean? Well, what is the traditional PCT through hike? Do you hike every single mile? Do you know anyone who's ever done the PCT? Yes. Every mile. Yes, but outlier. Not it's not the norm. And on the at AT, least anymore. The norm used to be hike every mile. It's the tradi- it's the hardest. It's the most elevation. You're gonna kick your own ass. You're gonna love it. You're gonna feel like David Goggins. But if you go out there with the intention on hiking and you shame other hikers for skipping or for scooting up, what is that experience to you? Don't don't shame people because you're willing to make it for, uh, I'd say, 45% in and then call it and try again next year. I personally don't think that purists are helpful, but oh if you're going to be a purist, don't shove it down everybody's throat, man. It's kind of like religion. <laughs> you can hike every mile and still be the best hiker, but your favorite hikers are not hiking every mile. I'll just be honest. Some of them are. Some of them are. I think the outliers are. But if you're a content creator, it's kind of hard to. You got to get out there. And if you were making footage or if you're filming, you're going to spend more time in town when you're making those videos or when you're editing or whenever you're posting. And I don't know, for me, I would rather at least make it to Katahdin and go back and finish up those miles whenever we get the the time mm-hmm. to. And if if it is going to be like you're out there to be a purist with that purist mentality, a lot of those people start off earlier on the hike instead of later. More of your partiers, you're having a good time, you're just getting to know yourself. People, they hang to the middle and the back. Yeah. And by the time I got on with her, we were mostly with people who wanted to hang out and party, but we wanted to finish. So we just stuck it through and just keep pushing forward. But I, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who go out there and they're like, we have to do 15 miles today. We have to do 30 miles today. We have to do 45 miles. And they get caught up in the numbers and they're staring at their phone and they're on far out the whole time. And they're not living. They're just... They're just mindlessly doing what they would have been doing at home, just in a routine. So mm-hmm. smiles over miles until you can't make it. I'd rather finish the through hike, go back and get the miles I didn't do over not completing personally. Yeah. Now you've tried to finish the AT, what, twice? No, 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 uh, PCT. PCT, yeah. Yeah, well, the first time I did most of it and then I went back to finish up what I didn't make and then I got booted off trail again. Yeah. And so I still haven't finished the I mean, her sister, your sister-in-law... Got 150 miles to the finish of the PCT and it could not finish because of fire. Was that in 2022? I think so. Yeah, it was the same. That would break my heart, man. Yeah, oh it sucked. <laughs> that would it kill sucked. me. Yeah. And I had a little bit more than that to finish, but um, yeah, but I don't know. Um, okay, next one. We kind of touched on this one a little bit, but I'm going to phrase it a little bit differently. Um, so I almost put like, you know, try to get as light a gear as possible. But I just feel like at this point, it's pretty obvious. Maybe a couple of years ago, it was less obvious. Um, 
But I feel like that's pretty obvious. And so I changed it a little bit. Instead of that, I wrote, get your gear as light as your wallet will allow. Because what I don't want to happen is to say, like, you have to have the lightest gear or otherwise you're fucked. Like, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of lightweight, like high quality gear is very expensive. Um, I think that if you can afford that, um, like genuinely afford it, not like I can afford it, but then I won't be able to pay for rent next month. Like if you can genuinely afford that, um, that expensive lightweight stuff, I think it's a good idea. If you can't, I still think you should through hike. I think you should still get as light a gear as you can. Um, but you know, not having the best of the best and the lightest of the lightest should not dissuade you either. Yeah. So that I, I was kind of, you know, I was trying to encapsulate like, you want lightweight gear yeah. for sure, but also, you know, it's not everything. Yeah, I of guess. course. Well, there's so many resources out there nowadays. Like, you don't have to pay retail prices to get high quality gear. We live in an age of internet anywhere, anytime. Reddit Ultralight, you can get anything that you want on there at any time. eBay. We have a store down here that I go to all the time called Second Gear. It's an exchange store with oh, gear. Oh, that's cool. And I walked in there three days ago and there was a Z-Pax Ultra Backpack. So they have high quality. It didn't have stuff. any holes in it. Didn't have a single hole wow. in it. Plante packs backpacks there. Some of the best gear I've ever found Damn. was from a random gear shop in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm super like one of one custom. I'm going to make the tarp exactly how I want. It. I'm going to make the jacket how I want. It. I'm going to get these super rare materials. But even for people who are getting into it, I'm like, just go to eBay and buy a couple things. I'll send you a couple links or just reach out to your friends and see what they're using and try out their gear because. You may like light AF or you may like ULA or you may like tarps, but not tents or you may like hammocks, but you really don't want to sleep in a hammock. So you got to you got to find what's going to fit your budget, because how many people go, oh, the best tents, the Z-Pax duplex, you get seven hundred dollars and you don't yeah. have money to buy anything. Exactly. Else. And yeah. then and then they, I'm just afraid that someone might be like, oh, well, if I can't afford that, then I guess I just can't afford to hike. And that's not true. And. I guess the most expensive isn't the best. Things on paper can be the yeah, best. Yeah, that, that's true, actually. I'm yeah. glad you pointed that out. Because 100%. I think there is a general correlation between the more pricey gear probably being lighter, at least we'll say. 100%. But it's not necessarily the best. Yeah, certainly. You can buy a Frog Togs Rain Jacket for $25 oh, on Amazon. That's still all I use, Or dude. you can buy an Alighting Equipment. I have a $600 tent yeah. and a freaking $20 rain jacket. <laughs> but what's, what's the most part? Are you going to hike in the rain and you just get soaked and deal with it like I am? I don't spend a lot of money on a rain jacket. I'm going to spend a lot more money on a tent that isn't going to wet out. I'm going to spend a lot more money on a quilt that's going to get me through a colder night that's even lighter. I would say spend most of your money on your big three. You can cheap out on a lot of the accessories and also use your holidays. Use Labor Day, Black Friday, oh, yeah. Christmas. Use those time frames. Buy things. I can't tell you how much money I've saved just by waiting for the right time to buy. Don't just impulse buy. Oh my God, I have to buy this. Wait, there's always a sale. And if not, message them on Instagram. I'm pretty sure someone will help you. Oh, that. interesting. That's a good little tip there. Typically, how I reach out to all companies is through Instagram. And now not every owner is the Instagram chatter, but back when I got into it, the reason why I have so much good, I guess, community influence on businesses is because I have talked to them and I've grown with them. And if you're friendly with them, they'll offer discounts. I've seen hostels give away tents to hikers mm -hmm. just to finish the trail. There is such a great community out here. How many of your friends are into backpacking have extra gear? I have. I don't want to admit how many backpacks I have or how many tents I have. <laughs> so basically, just hit this yeah. guy up and he'll give you some free if you, shit. No. If you need <laughs> tips or if you really want to find it, okay, sorry, so send me an Instagram message. Seriously, be, be I want to help be people. Be careful what you wish That's for. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. I love to watch markets like eBay, Reddit, even markets around town and find gear. And I'll flip it and resell it on Reddit because I like to do that. I will give people deals. <laughs> I will hook people up.
I bought a Z-Pax duplex and then sold it for a little bit cheaper than what I bought it for just to help someone out. And it also helped my credit out too. So, you know, there you go. there's ways to get what you need, but you don't have to break your wallet. You don't have to have a $3,000 gear list. You don't. Definitely you really not. Don't. All right. What's the next one? Next one for me is going to be, I guess it kind of piggybacks off the sum of the stuff from uh, earlier. Right. So I'll kind of, I'll kind of, I'll kind of transition to a different one. Don't forget that most of your hikes that you're on, they're temporary. You're not there. You don't live there. You're going to go back to life. You have to work. You have to then have family society. It's all still there. Like don't get caught up in the, Oh my God, it's raining or my feet hurt. Or I just spent another hundred and what dollars on the lone peak eights or, you know, like you're constantly spending money on trail, but it's temporary. It's kind of like a dream. You're going to look back and get teary eyed at a lot of these memories. So take the photos, take the videos. I love this. Indulge in it because you will not be able to maintain a through hiking lifestyle every single day of every single year. You can't. And you're going to look back and miss it. And if you don't take the time to enjoy why you're out there, you're going to regret it. And I try not to live a life where I regret a lot of things. I try to live as spontaneous as I can within reason of my relationship. And I let life kind of guide me. Like I wouldn't be on the trail if things didn't happen a certain way. Like my car broke down whenever I came back from trail days. My job said, hey, you're doing great. If you ever want to take a vacation, let us know. Like my life kind of pushed me into through hiking. But Enjoy what you have. Spend time out there. Even if you want to through hike and you don't have the funds, go hike in a local park. Go spend time. Go get an Airbnb for a weekend and go hike around. There's way there are ways to spend time enjoying it and not making your hobby turn into a work yeah. or a job or something like that. Because you vlog, I vlog. You've also been on trails hiking with other people that are influencers. Sometimes you want to leave all this behind and just enjoy it. And it's not for everybody to see always. Now, things like this are great because we're sharing tips, but if you run out on a hike, I wouldn't shove a camera in your face. I'd want to hike and get to know you. That's yeah. what's important, right? Yeah. So a lot of these things can be distractions and not tools for success unless you make them a priority to use them the right way. So you got to you gotta just enjoy while you're out. Yeah. Be present, right? Be present. I, I think that's a good way to sum it up. That's a great one, dude. I, yeah. I love I love that, man. Like, um, And that's something that's been talked a little bit, talked about a little bit on the show before and like, you know, some of these are like very specific, like town tips yeah. or like gear tips, but like, I think that's a freaking great one, dude. Well, those like, will save your through hike. This will just keep your head straight, yeah. you know? And, and it's easier said than done, but like, it's an important one for sure. I, I love it, man. All right. This one is total opposite. This is a very specific niche tip, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the mystery, the murder guy now on YouTube. So like, Kinda so I gotta right. have some safety <laughs> tips in here and this is fairly common sense, but it's, it's a lot easier to f neglect this when you're in the moment than it is when you're just talking about it. When you're hitchhiking and someone pulls over to pick you up, scope out the car a little bit and scope out the driver before you get into the car. Don't yeah. just, don't just jump into the car. Yeah. Um, you through hike enough, you spend time around through hikers enough. Almost everyone has a sketchy hitch story. Um, at, after you've done enough miles, and I feel like a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time, these situations can be avoided if you, um, excuse me, if you scope out the car and the driver a little bit before you get in. And um, the reason I say this is easier to say than it is to put into practice. And actually, the experience that happened to me that <laughs> the way I learned this basically is um, one time I was getting a hitch. I was with a couple friends. And right as the car pulled over, started downpouring. What state were you in? Uh, Vermont. You're in Vermont. And um, it was when I was hiking the long trail. And um, 
because it just started downpouring and the car's there, we just want to get in. So, took advantage so we of just hopped there. in. We yeah. didn't even think twice about it. If I had taken two seconds to go up to the window and ask and, you know, just say, hey, like, where are you going? Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would have realized this guy was, he had been drinking. There was beer bottles Ooh. just open in the car. Like, it would have been very, very obvious. Yeah. Um, but I didn't take the time to do that. I just got in the car and we were fine. Thankfully, it was a short hitch. But, um, you know scope out go and talk to the person for a second you know ask them where they're going uh ask them you know where they can drop you off and you mm-hmm. know and while you're talking to them you can kind of suss them out a little bit you know look around the car and and if you know if they're <laughs> smoking weed or something yeah. like that you don't want to get in the car you should be able to tell pretty quick when you go up to the window yeah so just like scope them out a little bit before you get in yeah strengthen numbers to your point too we only had to do a couple hitches and most of the hitches were pretty awesome we had a pretty negative one um in virginia some cow fields I don't remember the town or the area, but we were just trying to make it to a town to go resupply and we got picked up by this guy and he was a little quiet. You know, he had a couple tattoos on him. He's a little older. I'd say in his mid fifties, but we got in and this guy's going 90 like and we're not used to how fast that is. We are. We're already disoriented and he's hauling straight down these windy roads. And if I could have got out like as soon as we got in, I would have. But. He got us to where we wanted to go, but you you, you try to sell, save yourself like 15 to 20 minutes just to get into town and then you get into a car accident. What are you going to do? You know, it's like, yeah, you got to be careful, man. See, that's a tough one though because that one, it's like, and another thing I should say actually while we're talking about hitchhiking is also understand that there's inherent risk with it no matter how much you scope out the car beforehand. Let's be, yeah. and again, this might be obvious to a lot of people, but um, that's like the kind of thing where I guess it'd probably be probably be kind of hard to tell this guy's going to be a crazy driver by just talking to him for a second exactly so there's still going to be risk with it no matter what you got to protect yourself as much as you can and still be open to having fun but at the same time you know it's it takes one bad accident for someone trying to give you a hitch and we've had some hitches that were amazing and then these people gave us all this stuff and we had a we had these these indian um this indian family in (laughs) In the Shenandoahs who tried to give us money because they thought we were homeless. So there are good oh, people yeah. out there. That's, a, that's I, another, I was like, that's if you a, ask me again, I will say yes. That's and I will a take right of passage. But, right yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to be careful because there are great people out there. But you got to also think some people who are looking to pick up hitchhikers are probably not the coolest people. Also, yeah, it's safer on trail than it is in normal life. I think because a lot of people that pick you up know that you're a through hiker, and like myself, for instance, like if I saw an AT hiker standing on the side of the road. Like I can tell that they're a hiker. Yeah. I know that I'm in a trail town. Yeah. I'll pick them up. But if I'm just in some random place and I see a hitchhiker, I'm not going to pick them up. So y- your odds of getting a good hitch are much better than a normal yeah. circumstance, but there's still going to be risk with it. You got to be careful. And we picked up a couple people and she used to take a lot of shut-ins to the Smokies and some other parts of the AT. And if you let them know ahead of time, like, Hey, I've through hiked before. I've spent a lot of time. Don't be uncomfortable. You know, if you want the windows down, like, if you're going to be the person that's helping someone get a, uh, a hitch, just be courteous, be kind. Let them know all the things that you would want to know because the last thing you want to do is get in a car with someone who's already drunk and you're like, well, we're in now. What's going to happen? Yeah. And it's pouring down raining in Vermont. What are you going to do? You know, yeah. we got to get where we got to go. So you got to be careful. Um, <clears throat> all right. What's uh, what's the next one? Um, I guess the next one's going to be, um, we kind of talked about this too, but through hike versus, versus section hike, you know, how many times have someone go, you know, I can't wait to go hike. You know, I'm going to do 2,197.3 miles in 2024 and I'm going to I'm going to crush it. And then they crack a tooth or something. And then they, oh, no, my my realization through hike is never going to happen again. Break it up in a section hike, you know, or 
do a couple section hikes before you through a hike. I, I met so many people that were on the AT doing section hikes that looked like they were having an even more oh, hell fun yeah. time oh, hell yeah. than we were. And they were living it up because they only had such a small, minute amount of time to be out there before they have to go back Dude, and you're, I, you're you're bringing some good tips i like this i try I like this this is this is a lot different than mine this is this is good stuff man i know i love this one like let's let's uh let's defend section hiking let's because, do it because i feel like um and understandably so but like through hiking gets very you know glamorized and and gets a lot of attention yeah. you know with you know vloggers and online and stuff you know mm-hmm. i'm guilty of that certainly me too but it's um okay. there's nothing there's nothing wrong with section hiking. And actually, what you what you just said there about meeting people that are, it's like they know they're out there for a limited amount of time. So they're maybe even like soaking up the trail even more than the thrill hikers yeah. are who are kind of used to it. Yeah. And um, it's such a such a good one, dude. I well, love let's, that. Let's talk about the PCT and the AT. What is the deciding factor if you finish or not? Weather. Why not go spend, like to me personally, I would rather go do New Hampshire and Maine at the same time that we did it, maybe like two or three weeks early in early October, there's something about the 100-mile wilderness in the fall. The colors are insane. Yeah, it was sick. There's also something to it if you try to go do, let's say, like the Florida Trail. You're not going to do it in the middle of the summer. You're going <laughs> to die. No, <laughs> you're going to do it in January to February, and you're going to freeze like everybody else, but you're gonna, that's the only time you have to do it. Like you got to be careful and know what, know what it's going to be. I just if it makes sense for you and you have the time and the willingness and you can through hike and you can put it out there, do it. But if you can't and you're a very spontaneous person, try to section. Hell yeah. Try dude. to have fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this whole, you got to do it in 365 days. There's a lot of people who haven't still have through hike. You know, it's if you want to get down to the terminology of purists, we could talk about that again. But I, I just so many people cripple themselves on. I have to do this. I have to go every single day and then they burn out and they get off. Yeah. And then oh, you're, sure, you're going to yeah. beat yourself up at home, sitting in the chair, looking at all your pictures and videos going, I should be out there finishing. Everybody else is finishing right now. How come I'm not up there with my friends? And you can't get those memories back. I mean, the trail is always there, but you got to yeah. you got to think like use your time wisely. Like if your work is very anal about you being off for a certain amount of time and you can't get it off. Is it worth you losing your job to finish your through hike? Now, some people would say yes, but other people can't. Their financial yeah. stability lies on that job. they just don't want to. Yeah, or they just want to. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I think section hiking is going to become very popular in the future. And a lot of people that I've talked to, like, for instance, even Darwin, he realized he didn't want to do a full on triple crown because the CDT said it was just so much road walking. And even with you, we were talking to Jess earlier about the Florida Trail. If you really don't enjoy road walking and you're not going to yell blaze, maybe that's not the trail for you, right? So you can hike trails and find fun parts of it, but you don't have to be a through hiker to experience it. Some of the best parts of the trail on the AT were only 10 miles long. And then it just turns into regular just green tunnel after that. Yeah, I could spend a lifetime on Freeconia Ridge. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to get out of the middle of Virginia. It was just, oh my God, it's so hot. It's just (laughs) sitting in here. So I don't know. Maybe think about section hiking over through hiking. Yeah, no, I I love that, man. That's a good one. Um, back to Kyle paranoid. Um, (laughs) always look for dead trees when you're setting up camp Yeah, because this is something I didn't think about this for years, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, but like you set right up next to a dead tree, dude, like that shit can come down sometimes. Or if you have a hammock, you set up your hammock on a dead tree, dude, people have died from doing that. And, um, just look up. Yeah. And, And again, it's easier said than done. Like, there's been even now still times where I'll forget and then I'll like be about to set my tent up and I look up and I'm like, Oh shit. Um, and sometimes honestly, sometimes there's, you have no choice. Like there's just, isn't any other space, but, um, if you can, you know, look up, try not to 
set up next to a dead tree because that chicken yeah. come falling down. And, and every single year, one or two people will die um, in the U.S. from trees falling on them when they're at camp, when they're backpacking, and it sucks. Manage what you can manage, you know? Like, there's going to be times where you can't. Like, there was, I swear, one night in the whites, I was like, we're dying tonight. We're, we're going to die. <laughs> it's like 60-mile-an-hour winds. Every tree's just creaking and shaking. It's like, we're going to get crushed on. And everything was just super, super scary. You, you've been to Vermont. You've been to the White. You've been to all these places that, Dude, that are super out west and yeah. like the burn zones and stuff. Yeah, it's hard there. I, I would just say it's like you, you never know, especially with widowmakers. And I used to be a strict hammock camper, and I would check religiously. And the further in the trail, the more relaxed you get with everything. And the farther north you go, the crazier the weather's going to be. And the last thing you want to do is just get super complacent, and then boom. Even if you weren't in it. If your tent's destroyed and all your gear's destroyed, then what? Yeah. You got to watch out for the little things. Like um, we had a lot of friends have their food bags chewed into from animals, which is not quite the same thing as looking for widow makers, but nature is going to come after you a little bit at some oh, yeah. time. You spend you gotta be, time in it. Yeah. You got to be prepared or you'll just get in your own way and leave something. But yeah, you got you to gotta be careful with nature itself. I mean, we have a funny story we'll tell in a little bit about a rattlesnake too, but you, you got to look out for your safety more more important than anything because you may be tired. You may have hiked a really long, hard day and you want to just put up tent right in the middle of the trail, but you probably shouldn't do that because that's not the safest place to be. Yeah. And you don't want to be that guy. Nope. No. All right. What's the next one, my friend? Next one for me is going to be uh, don't compare yourself. How many times have you watched a YouTube video where this guy goes, I've hiked 50 miles in this one day and now I've set an FKT and you're like, I can do that. And you get out there and you get a mile in, you're like, <laughs> what is going on? I surround myself with a lot of people who are way better hikers than I am. And I try to keep up with them, but I, I, I don't know. I, I've always been the overly positive, optimistic person. I can, if I go out, I'm going to come home and I'm going to make it as far as I can, but don't think you're just going to wake up and do 30 miles day one of your through hike. And if you can, awesome. But if you're comparing someone else's experience because of Instagram photos or YouTube videos, you got to think all the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes or, oh, my God, these two through hikers, all they do is take pictures with companies and they look like they're having a lavish life. Sometimes it's not always that fun, no. but you can't compare yourself because it's like with college or with getting your driver's license or with anything that takes time. If you compare yourself to others, you may beat yourself up, but Instead of comparing yourself, learn what that person did and mimic it or talk to them, get knowledge from other people. I think we live in the time of social media being super prevalent where it's not hard to send anyone a message. You shouldn't be afraid to reach out to people and just try to get as much information as possible. Because if you go out there with these crazy unrealistic expectations, you get yourself in a shitty situation and you push that SOS on that Garmin device, what's going to happen? You're going to be spending a lot of money and you're yeah. going to be super embarrassed and you're probably not going to have a good taste in your mouth for hiking again. I think it's super important to hike at your own pace, you know, stay at your own limit, stay in your own lane. Don't try to over overdo yourself. Just don't compare yourself when it comes to miles or numbers or photos or videos or happiness. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. Man. Don't don't get caught up in that. We got a good balance here. I got the yeah. <laughs> the safety ones and the paranoid ones and you got the more philosophical. Keep you keep you grounded. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that, that, that's a good one for sure. Um, I got another hitchhiking one. Um, this is totally anecdotal, and I, yeah. I actually want to get your thoughts on this. From my experience, hitchhiking while you're walking 
is less effective than just standing there and hitchhiking, particularly Ooh. if you're not facing the incoming traffic. Yeah. So if you're on opposing side and you're hiking where cars are yeah. driving, not towards Cause you. Because you'll, you'll see like sometimes, yeah. especially if it's not that far of a hitch, like maybe yeah. it's a mile or two mm-hmm. and you're like, do we walk it or should we hitch it? And you're like, oh, I guess I'll just kind of, or maybe you've hitched for a little bit and you're yeah. not having any success. You're like, all right, I'll just start walking, but I'll still try to hitch. From my personal experience, it seems like you almost never get a ride doing that because people yeah. can't see your face. They see that you're already walking. So they're like, oh, he's going to get there anyways. It seems like to me, you're better off just staying, either committing one way or the other. I'm either going for the hitch or yeah. I'm just going to fucking walk there. But Well, it's know. almost like, it, like if you're, if you're going to let someone cross the road and they're going to continue walking, you're just going to drive by. So if you're trying to get picked up, be stationary. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. And right? facing Don't, them, yeah. smiling. Yeah. Like you wanna, have your pack set down. Have your yeah. thumb out. Be funny. Take your thermorest sit pad. Write something on yeah. it. There's so many companies that have hiker to town towels. Yeah, now. yeah There's yeah. so many little things that can really help you get these things done. But don't be don't be a jackass and like. Be naked on the side of the road. That's not going to help you. Or don't hide all the guys <laughs> on the side. Just have girls. You and might not get just... the right kind of ride, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, you definitely don't want to try to be walking as you're trying to be picked up. How are they going to know where to stop and pick you up? But also know the city that you're in or the state that you're in. Some places, you are just not going to have a good time getting picked up. Yeah. In other places, it's not a big deal at all. Like Georgia, North Carolina, they pretty much know what the AT is. But if you go to Florida... Oh, and there's yeah. a border trails. Yeah. If you go to, let's say, Connecticut, or if you go to New Jersey, there's so many people who do not know what the AT is, and they live five minutes from it. And they're like, no, get away from me, you stinky hobo. Why do you have a backpack? What are you doing? Yeah. Although you have more gear on you that's more expensive than their, yeah, their whole right. car. So, <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful with the, the hitching, which I think that's more of an out west or maybe like a Florida trail thing. But on the AT, we didn't have to do too, too, too much hitching. We unfortunately just did a lot of walking in town. Bonus miles. Tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of bonus miles. Damn. Yes. Good on you. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a hitch guy. Clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. What's your uh what's your next one? Um Well, I, I think I got two more. So I guess I guess I can kind of combine these two into okay. one. So I guess the last one for me that that matters the most to me, it's Cause I did not get to do this and this really broke my mentality down. I, like I've mentioned earlier, I'm trying to be overly positive, overly optimistic. Mm-hmm. I did not prepare for a re-entry back to oh, society. Oh, okay. Here we go, dude. So, this is what I'm saying. You got the, you got the deeper. I love woo! this. I love this. So let's just say this. Jess and I, I didn't develop a dependency on her, but it definitely felt myself comfortable with her. We stayed together 24-7 for months and months at a time and- we get back and we're at the airport in Maine and I have to go back to work literally the next day. Damn, I fly, I wake up, I go to work. And eight hour corporate job, talking to people, putting on a smile. And she is back in Pennsylvania finishing up some miles. And you know how it is when one person's on the trail and another person isn't. The communication isn't perfect. They're too busy. They don't have signal. They're also thinking about other yeah. things about of where course. to get food, where to, where to um, sleep that night. And you're there for grueling hours, just working and working. All you want to do is talk to that person. And even if it's not a relationship, it could be a tramley. It's like you spend so much time with your friends and then they live across country. You you got to get into a mindset, know that the dream has to end at some point. And if you don't mentally prepare, you're going to turn into the Instagram hiker that cries about life on social media for hours and days and days. And then people stop following you and don't want to hear your sad story. <laughs> and I'm not saying to censor yourself, but... If you don't prepare for reentry back into life, you're going to get a rude awakening that people are way more, 
I'd say they're way more in a hurry than you are. They don't care about your emotions and your feelings as much as you do. And they don't care about your hike. They either. don't. They don't care about <laughs> any of it because you all you want to do is. I can't tell you how many times I pooped in the woods over the past six months, or I can't tell you how many times we got rained on, or, you know, and you get caught up in the monotony of people asking you the big 10 questions. You could put like the answers on a t-shirt of like, oh, like, no, I didn't carry a gun. No, I didn't have a knife. No. If I saw a bear, like we just kept hiking. Yeah. If, we, if it was raining, we got wet. Like there's typical things, but the, the more years that go by, the less you become attached to your hike. And there's things that I can't even remember that happened. And I have a very good memory. So I, you got to prepare for reentry because- if you have enough money to live and through hike every day, good on you. I wish I could do that, but we literally cannot afford that. And uh, through hiking is expensive. Even section hiking get expensive if yeah. you're out west. I mean, I think I spent. I so. I spent over eight thousand dollars on my hike, and she spent over fourteen thousand. I think we spent a ton wow. of money. Wow, a ton of money. A ton. But car payments. Oh, you know, so this rent yeah. every month. Yeah, gotcha, I paid a thousand dollars rent every month that I was on trail because I didn't want to lose my apartment in Asheville. You know, you like go back in earlier. You know, it's like you have to plan and budget things you not you may not know about. Like I was in a bad relationship and I almost had to leave my apartment and then just wing it and come back to work, not knowing where I was going to stay. But I I planned it out. I made a I made a right choice and I still paid rent, but I was broke when I came back. So you know, it's. And when you come back and you have no money to afford anything, I, I reached out to some friends and family members and thank God I had a safety net that helped me out. But if you go out there and you come home with $10 left in your bank account, that's not probably the smartest thing to do. And I can't tell you how many people were at Shaw's Hiker Hostel and they're spending their last $200 on a giant bag of weed and they go, you have no money left <laughs> and you're buying a big bag of weed and you're going to go back to living in an, a very expensive state like Connecticut. What are you going to do? And they're like, oh, I have parents. It's like, not everybody has that luxury, you know, yeah. so... You, you definitely have to know the dream is going to end and there's always another trail to be out there, but your your brain doesn't stay in hiking mode. Your brain has to then go back to the current mode that you're in. Like I'm in podcast mode right now, but tomorrow I'm going to be in family mode and then the next day I'm going to be in work mode. So you have to be able to just roll with what's happening with the day or you're just going to eat yourself up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it can be negative, so for sure, mm -hmm. that's a good one, man. Yeah, um, was that kind of both your last ones combined? I kind of combined too okay. because the other part was just hike your own hike, and that just leads me back to trying to look straight in the camera. If you're a purist, why? You know, <laughs> you could have looked right at me. Dude. I can look at you. It's okay. I mean, yeah. I've said it before, but I don't like to call myself one, but I try to be. Yeah, that came crashing down on the but PCT, so though. <laughs> so Jeremiah Stringer. I was doing a lot of the hiking with him on the uh, Sheltoe Trace legitimately where he got off and got picked up he would get right back on oh with the yeah same see I'm, I'm not that bad i'm not that bad same i'm not recrossing steps. the road like yeah. you know when i get dropped off on a different i'm not doing yeah that. and i have tons of friends that, that i'm can just trying really not to skip basically yeah I'm, I'm not yellow blazing but going back to one of my earlier ones too it's like if you can't finish would you rather not do it through heck if you can't do every mile or would you rather just do as much as you could That's what good would question. you say well tell oh, me what I would you do know. what would you do if you knew he's, he's calling me out could, my own shit. that you could it. if you could complete your hike and it required you to skip one state like PA, would oh, you do man. it and then go back and finish it? Because oh, no one's going to get mad at you because yeah, you can go yeah, back and yeah, finish it, right? How many sure. people pigeonhole themselves? I can't flip flop. I can't I can't go and do this this uh, this state because I live in this state. Or I can't do this because uh, someone's going to think negative of me or they're going to get mad that I jumped up like. Sometimes you have to do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll say if if it was either don't do it at all or skip PA and then come back and do it, I would do that. If if um 
if it was either you can't you can't come back and finish PA, so it's either everything but you know just arbitrary section that you missed or don't do it at all. I would still do it, but I just don't. I don't think it'd be the same. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, for me it wouldn't be the same. What's well, like saying that when you went to high school you did homework every night? You didn't do that. There's no <laughs> way no. you'd be lying to yourself. You <laughs> you did. It's like saying, yeah, I hung my food bag every night. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You saw I, that I, sometimes. I did. You're crazy. I did. Crazy. On the PCT, I didn't always, but that's a whole. We could do a whole episode on that. We whole could. We um, sure could. We definitely got to talk about fraternities right before this is over too. <laughs> I was a fraternity president. Oh for, boy, I never got many that years. Yeah, Sigma Alpha Epsilon. Oh, <laughs> I was Sigma Phi Epsilon. Ooh. Oh. oh. Um, okay, my last tip, which is going to be a good segue into your story. Yeah. This one is never take when you're hiking in rattlesnake territory. <laughs> never take a step without looking where your foot's going to land first. That's okay. pretty much all you have to do, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, which sounds obvious again, mm-hmm. maybe because you're looking down, but if maybe there's a log you're stepping over, maybe you're climbing. It could go for your hand. So if you're climbing up something, don't put your hand up there unless you can see where you're putting your hand. With that said. What's the rattlesnake star? I got to know. People that so, listen to the show know I fucking hate <laughs> rattlesnakes. So snakes are snakes, you know, like some people are fond of them. I don't, I don't aren't. hate them. I yeah. hate, they're, they sketch me out is what I should say. Yeah, you wouldn't exterminate them, but no. you're not You're not going to like just murder a snake. You'll just get it off the trail. So, Or I, I won't even go close yeah, to you, it. Yeah, they yeah. scare me. That's yeah. what I should say. I, I'm not some people to, have irrational fears over certain things. Uh, I would say I don't <laughs> I like, mean, I don't know if it's irrational. I don't <laughs> like death. You know, some people don't like snakes, but I guess the story is, is that we were in Virginia. No, 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 we're in Shenandoah's. We're in the Shenandoahs and we're hiking along right off the sky. Uh, what's it called? Skyline, Skyline, Skyline Drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right off of that, we just get some nasty burgers right out of this place. And the wayside <laughs> in. Yeah. Sorry, wayside in. Wasn't good. <laughs> we we go and uh, I don't know if you were familiar with the term OODA loop. I don't know if you know what that is, but everybody has no. an OODA loop. I know, right? OODA loop is how you respond and react to a situation under pressure. Okay. So some people will be slow motion they'll be able to know exactly what's happening some people lock up and freeze and some people just freak out and just lose all their humanity <laughs> my OODA loop 99% of the time is everything slows down slow motion I know what's going on I'm just centered Jess's OODA loop is to freeze and she <laughs> stepped one inch from a snake and poked it with her trekking pole okay, okay. in which I'm watching the whole thing oh, and I man. go oh you're about to and she just locks up it just doesn't move and then he picks he picks his head up and then spits his little tongue out and then goes to strike and then I pull her back real quick <laughs> and I'm like what are you doing there's a snake oh, right Jesus there Christ. so we learn Jess freezes up when she gets nervous in a lot of situations but yeah she almost got bit by a rattlesnake thank God it didn't strike at you woo man it was and I stepped on a few snakes having sandals is so much fun when I step on the snake it oh makes yeah me feel I almost super said that actually yeah. earlier at the yeah. beginning of the episode Thomas yeah. Knob I was climbing up there step right on a snake just barefoot. Just right, right across my foot. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like so it's much no good, fun. Dude. Yeah. It's no good. <laughs> Fuck the snakes. Yeah. But yeah, know yourself. If you are afraid of snakes, don't go near them. It's very easy to get out of the way. Don't try to pick up a branch and move it if you're not comfortable. Just, don't be dumb. Just look where you're stepping, man. Yeah, exactly. Look where you're stepping. But uh, yeah, the OODA loop. You should look into that because <laughs> if you are a person that freaks out, don't hike alone. You know? Yeah. Maybe not the smartest thing. And if you get bit by a rattlesnake, I'm pretty sure that the antivenom is not cheap. And you have to pay for the insurance bill and you're going to spend multiple days in the house. That's if you make it. If you make it too, because <laughs> how many miles are you outside of town? Yeah. Mostly hiking. 
Rattlesnake Ridge uh, was the next ridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was funny because we had these little notes that we were hiking through on the trails. And it was like, we found a rattlesnake. We look around, no rattlesnake. And big rattlesnake up ahead, no rattlesnake. And then <laughs> middle of nowhere, she just almost pokes it with her trap. Yep, there it is. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're all right. Jeez, that's super scary. <laughs> Dude, I think there's a lot of good info in this. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. I'd love to do this anytime. Man. Yeah. I mean, dude, trail days. Trail days. We'll have to do some more trail days. Trail days 2024 is going to be amazing. It's going to be just nice. I'm going to be there. So come, everybody. Yes. We're going to have a great time. I will have plenty of fun gear. I'll show off a bunch of gear. I'll be with Deliberate Life Designs doing sandal work. We'll probably be with App Gear a little bit too. Um, I don't know who else, but all the fun YouTubers and Instagram people are there. Oh, and yeah. If you're into AT War, you always have Odie, which I think it was his last year because he got married. And he does oh, really? a speech every year on top of his bus. I don't know if you know Odie. As you I do know. I have a funny story about him. I'll tell book. you off, yeah. off, off, I have off a funny air. story he, uh, with him, too. I don't know if it would be podcast worthy, but uh, something got legalized in July 1st of 2021, <laughs> and we celebrated. It was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, thank you, man. Where yeah, can people course. go uh, follow you and find your stuff? Uh, Hunter's Trip. It looks like Hunter Strip on Instagram. <laughs> that was on purpose. And uh, I mainly don't post nearly as much as I used to. I'm more of a story poster. But all the stuff you see on Jess's page, if it looks high quality, it's from my camera. Um, <laughs> I typically am the boyfriend behind the camera. You're the I, Instagram boyfriend. I'm dude. the Instagram boyfriend. I used to be the sandal ultralight hiker that could tell you every little piece of fabric and all the new gear coming out. And I still do that, but... I kind of got caught up in not wanting to post on social media as much. It kind of got a little drained out, but I definitely need to get back on it because we need to get back hiking again. So that's that's the next step is find the next trail for us. Hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This thank is you. awesome. Hell yeah, brother. And thank you so much for watching and listening, everybody. I have to pee so bad, so I'm going to make <laughs> this. I'm going to wrap this up quick. Um, it's a little at the end of every podcast I've ever done. I've had to piss just yeah. the, the worst I've ever had to piss. Uh, and this is no exception. Yeah, thank you for watching, everybody. Subscribe. You know what to do. Five-star reviews. And um, we're just going to leave it there. Thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week. 